Hey guys, it's Chris from Tap the Craft, and I wanted to say thank you for checking out our show. I also wanted to tell you about our sponsor, Brewer Shirts. At the forefront of the craft beer movement, Brewer Shirts was one of the first to create apparel that celebrates the art of brewing and the love of fine beer. Never too trendy, always comfortable, and offering affordable quality. They screen print their gear by hand in their studio using eco-friendly inks, materials, and processes. Check out their online store at brewershirts.com and use the coupon code tapthecraft2020 to receive 15% off of full-priced items. Welcome, craft beer friends, to Season 7, Episode 10 of Tap the Craft Podcast. I am Denny Luce, coming to you from Boise, Idaho, and my partner in craft, the dog whisperer, and my favorite Florida man and home brewer from Tampa, Florida, Mr. Chris McKenzie. How are you doing tonight, Chris, and what is in so, your glass? So, Denny, I'm, uh, I'm doing really well now that Mark Church said, yeah, we can all tell it's your first time. <laughs> uh, but I'm doing really good tonight, uh, coming off of my last day of thanks giving break gotta go back to work tomorrow but uh nice uh, but in my glass tonight and denny this is gonna be the first time that we get to do this i'm drinking yes the gadget milkshake from forefathers brewing out of indiana uh for those of you can see it this is oh do we have enough light to get that Mm, yeah, maybe. yeah, I can kind of see it. Uh, whatever. It's a <laughs> uh, a double IPA with mangoes, lactose, and vanilla bean. So, uh, this was actually one of the beers that we just talked about on our uh, that that Joel and I tried out uh, at the day drinking at the beer garden the other day. So, yeah. So I really like this one. I'm definitely glad they sent me two of them because now, now I can okay. pour them over over here and enjoy them. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Yeah, we got to see if they can uh, feel the love and send me a couple yeah, of those, too. Yeah, But what about you, Denny? How are you doing, and uh, what's in your glass this evening? Well, I'm doing fantastic. Uh, I'm going to open up my beer right now. I'm just getting off of one week of uh, vacation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was nice. I got to spend some time with my daughter, Haley. I think she's she's watching us now as we record this, and... Uh, I got to spend three days with my grandson, so that's always nice, although very tiring with a four-year-old <laughs> running around. You know, he's very active and, uh, you know, but you know what? He found Legos. Mm. Uh, we had Duplo blocks for him earlier, you know, in the beginning of, uh, you know, when he was a baby. And now we've, we, he asked if uh, if he could play with my son's box of Legos, or I think they were talking about Legos and he said... My son said, yeah, I got a lot of Legos that when I was a kid. So he broke out the old bin of Legos and all three days that he was there, all he wanted to do was build stuff with Legos, build spaceships, build robots, build, uh, you know, cars and, and planes and everything. And it was really, really mm-hmm. fun. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a nice, it's a nice time. And of course we got to, I made the turkey. Made my homemade stuffing, stuffed that bird, not as stuffed as Vic stuffed his bird, because I saw <laughs> yeah, me too. pictures of that. And that bird was stuffed. In fact, it was overflowing mm-hmm. stuffed. It was so full. But um, yeah, I, I was uh it was a good Thanksgiving. Uh we had a twenty-two and a half pound turkey. Jeez. So I'm still eating turkey. I 
I hope we gave some to my daughter. If not, I'm going to be eating turkey for like a month because we got a lot of turkey mm-hmm. left. But, uh, but yeah, it was good. It was good. And uh, now today I'm back at work, which is a little bit, uh, you know, hard yeah, to do when you be an adult have that many, as much time off. But uh, I am drinking something good. Now, everyone knows that I'm a big fan of Black IPAs, mm-hmm. Cascadian Dark Ales. And a lot of breweries just aren't brewing these anymore. And it's really sad because I really do love my, you know, black IPAs. So uh, I saw un- untapped one of my local friends was uh, was talking about uh, a beer that, that he was drinking and really enjoyed it. And I, re- you know, I know that I like this beer too. And I said, oh, I'm going to go pick up a six pack of this when I get a chance. This is uh, from Pelican Brewing. Uh, they're an Oregon Coast brewery. Uh, I'm trying to remember if they're out of, uh, well, Haley said, while you're thinking of that, Haley said she got a whole sandwich bag full of, of, uh, Turkey, um, Pelican Pacific city, Oregon. Yeah. Pacific city. That's it. Yeah. I was trying to remember this town. So, um, for anyone watching, I got the bottle here. Uh, it's called bad Santa. And this used to come in 22 ounce bottles and now they're, releasing it in these nice, uh, you know, nice 12 ounce bottles. So it's an, an easy drink. You don't have to, you know, pop open 22 ounce. So yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to be drinking that as soon as his head mm-hmm. goes down. <laughs> I haven't uh, taken a sip yet because if I do this, I'm going to be wearing much, it right yeah. here. And that's, that's Doctor. not good, but yeah, I'll be drinking, uh, I'll be drinking this and I uh, I brought a cooler up here, so I have a couple more beers. Oh, so uh, I'm also going to be drinking this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This uh, salted oh. caramel porter from Cascade Lakes. Uh, this is a beer, again, that used to be in 22-ounce bottles. Uh, and when, when it was in 22-ounce bottles, I think everyone, my daughter and I both agree, and my, and my, and my wife, Sarah, that it was better. Mm. It, it was heavier. A little, you know, a little bit heavier, thicker, and it had more salted and caramel flavor in there. And this one's just kind of like a little mm-hmm. bit weaker. I noticed the same thing when I had it last year. Uh, I think this is the first year they had them in cans. So uh, I'll be drinking that one too. I, I, we bought two six packs of it, um, hoping it was going to be better than it was, but it's still good. Yeah. It's not a bad beer. It's just not as good as it was. In fact, Haley didn't even take any home with her, so I don't think she liked oh, it at all. Well. We'll find out if she. If I guess we'll see what happens in about ten or fifteen seconds if she's still watching. <laughs> uh, but hey, I want to just give a, a hello to a handful of people. Mark Church, yes, you, we can tell it is your first time. Uh, Haley, uh, always good to see you on here. Bill McElwain, uh, my buddy down here in South Florida, who I went to culinary school with. Um, Josh Mansfield, Jeffrey Seiler, Jesse Nihez, wow, uh, my cousin Holy Eric Brendel. Um, and uh, yeah, Josh said he tried that bad Santa last year at his cousin's for Thanksgiving. So ah, good. Did he um, say he liked it? Or he just, just said tried he tried it. it. Um, <laughs> so you've got one more beer in your cooler, I, th- I think. Um, and you showed off what you were going to drink. I think I'll do the same thing because normally yeah. when we talk about our beers that we're drinking, it's um, Haley said, I mean, it wasn't bad, but not good enough to take home. <laughs> um, so I've got the uh, the double raspberry uh, shake from Great Notion Brewing. Oh, uh, nice. Out, out your way again. I believe they're in Oregon. I, I, and I've never had Great Notion. I need to go there and Tavor. have it. Tavor. Tavor has now ruined me. I, yeah, well, they don't 
have Tavor doesn't send it to us. They only send it further yeah. away. So I, I, I won't be ordering from there. But I, I see their photo, like their artwork is always that yeah. type of artwork. And it's really unique. And I, I enjoy looking and at it. And Eric Glover says, Denny! Hey, Eric. How you doing, <laughs> um, buddy? And then I have a second one here just as a backup. Always, always oh, a yeah. good one for oh, me. Yeah. Um, I yeah. actually... Uh, I, I think I got four cans of this the last time I did place an order and uh, our friend Tina got a hold of one the other day and she was like, Oh, this, this is really good. Where'd you get this? And I said, I got it from Tavor. I said, but I buy these every time we go to Las Vegas for, for training. I always, I always buy a six pack or I try to smuggle back as much as I, uh, as much as I can bring or as much as I can. Uh, yeah. As much as I can bring home yeah, in my and, suitcase, and, and that beer is Cali Cream and yeah. Cream Ale, just vanilla cream ale. Just in case, uh, I don't think we said it; <laughs> we just showed it. So, the, so anyone listening to this on just the audio version, which hopefully still a lot of people will, um, yeah, that's what's going on. But I guess we should probably explain that we're doing video mm-hmm. of this, and we're doing it, and we're actually showing it on Facebook Live. This is the first time, uh, Chris. And I just on a whim today, we said, I said, hey, you know what? Now I got new internet. Uh, I think we can try to do video. And I really like the stuff that we're doing with the Fermenter Reality Beer mm-hmm. cast. And uh, I thought, you know what? I think our listeners, you know, some might want to watch and see how we yeah. do this. You know, watch yeah. us live, uh, you know, get some some pictures of the beers we're drinking like we already showed. And even when we're doing some of the articles and stuff, we might be able to switch over to uh, you know, show what we're what we're talking mm-hmm. about. So it's 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 kind of fun way of of doing it. Now you can see the unedited version, yeah. uh, and then if you can remember, if you have a really good memory, <laughs> you can then take that unedited version you yeah. saw and compare it to the audio version that comes out. You know, more refined. Yeah. Well, I Later. think what there's going to be a little difference of this is that we're we're going to do this Facebook Live, and like I said, we'll see how this goes, and if you know if it works out pretty well, then we'll just continue doing it on a more permanent basis. But I don't think this is going to be something where we're going to take this whole you know hour or two hour video and edit it down uh, to throw it on no. on YouTube. No. And actually, I can do f- YouTube Live through here as well, but I can only do one platform at a time. So I will stick with Facebook for right now. Okay. Yeah, let's just do Facebook and uh, and get people that do. I mean, how many people are on uh, right currently now? Currently sitting at nine people. Uh, Eric Gronley okay. is on here too with us. Oh, um, nice! Hi, Eric. Um, yeah, actually, good. well, I was going to say we could probably find a way for you to be able to see the other side of it too. But um, I'll be uh, just interjecting as soon as yeah. something pops up or somebody says something. So, okay, okay, this is a good way for us to you know we don't lately we haven't been getting very much feedback. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is a, a way to get feedback live as we're doing the show. If people are interested in spending a few minutes with us uh, while we do this, I, I, I'm sure that not everyone is going to sit through the full hour and a half, two hours of us talking <laughs> live. But you know, you can might pick us up for a, a few minutes and and uh, just to get a you know just say hi and and uh, let us know that you support yeah. us. We and this episode that. will release on Thursday, guys. So, um, and uh, Eric Gronley, hi guys. Cheers to Monday. Mike Mahoney, the beard grew back. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's growing. Yeah, it doesn't take long. It certainly doesn't is. take long. <laughs> so, but yeah, yeah. Uh, if you guys have any questions or anything that you want to toss in here too, I'm trying to keep an eye on my my phone down here and see who's saying what okay. so uh we'll try to answer questions and stuff as we go along but denny what do we tell the people who might be new to the show 
Well, you know what? In case you are new to the show, Tap to Craft Podcast is an educational podcast. We focus around celebrating all things craft beer because we want to assist you, our listeners, along in your craft beer journeys and adventures. And you're listening to episode 166, we're recording on Monday, November 30th, 2020. And in this episode, we're going to discuss, you know, a little, a few beer-influenced holiday recipes. You know, it is a holiday. We just got done with Thanksgiving. And uh, I thought, you know what, before we get clo too close to Christmas, maybe we can talk about some beer-influenced recipes that people might want to go ahead and try mm -hmm. during the holiday season. Now, these are going to be focused mainly on holiday-type meals. Or, you know, um, I won't say whole meals. I'll say, uh, uh, dishes, what, what, do you, what do you call entrees, it? Dishes. Yeah, holiday sides. dishes. And I've got, I've got a few. I got, a, I got some sides. I got some main course. I've got some drinks and uh, desserts. And I have one website that I think if you are really into uh, to cooking with beer, uh, I just found this one. And I w I'm really impressed. This guy goes yeah. way over the overboard on explaining exactly what to do and he's really using like a lot of beer in his foods not just you know, a tablespoon right he's using he's really found ways of integrating the beer into the recipe and uh, we'll talk about that one uh you know towards the end of that list that we'll be okay. doing but i was oh, gonna go say ahead, uh, haley said i've been i've been behind the scenes before but i like the video plus this helps remind me to listen to the show also <laughs> <laughs> I, I take this as a compliment, Haley. Also, it might put me to sleep because your voices are so great. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, uh, Eric yeah. said, I hate craft beer, but I love Denny. <laughs> That's Denny. right. I've gotten Eric to drink uh, craft beer that he actually enjoyed. Uh, most of it he doesn't enjoy and he doesn't, you know, he chooses not to drink craft beer. But you know what? He always gives us mm -hmm. a try. So I mm -hmm. really appreciate yeah. that. That's fantastic. Well, you know what? You can also count on some great conversation that we've already shown you that we have. Uh, you know, Chris and I, we love talking about beer. So stay tuned. As I mentioned, we don't have any uh, feedback. We don't have any voicemails. But if you'd like to leave a voicemail, you can do that very easily. Just call us at 208-536-3359. Or if it's easier for you to remember, 208-53-ODDLY. And uh, just leave your feedback. Uh, just say hi if you want, and we'll put it on okay. the air. Well, how about we do this? Again, I think we're going to be kind of playing this a little bit by ear because we have somebody asking a question already. Um, actually, my cousin Josh said, what's a favorite hard cider that you would recommend? And what craft beers would you recommend? Oh, this could be a, just a multi-purpose whole segment on its own. Um, favorite hard cider that you would recommend and what craft beers would you recommend to try for those who have particular tastes in what they drink? Now, <laughs> that, that could be a very broad response, Josh. It could also be um, a very involved response because mm -hmm. uh, I know Josh, he had mentioned earlier, he's he's more along the side of, uh, let's see, what did he say? He said, he mentioned something about, uh, I'm more of a hard cider guy, plus like uh, Kahlua mudslides and Irish car bombs kind of thing. Um, but I mean, if we were to look at hard ciders, I mean, it depends. Do you want it sweet? Do you want it dry? Do you want somewhere in the yeah. middle? Yeah. Um, my yeah. guess, Josh, from the things that I see you drink and that you post on Facebook is probably going to be somewhere on the sweet side. Um, and if you guys can get it in Ohio, Cigar City makes um, a cider called homemade apple pie, which mm -hmm. is just fantastic. But um, 
it's that's that's definitely a good recommendation that I can make as far as ciders go. Um, any ideas for you, Denny? Mm. So this is tough because uh, we have a very very good cider cidery here in Boise called Merryweather Cider. I've mentioned them on the show a number of times. Uh, they I don't I mean you might be able to find their stuff on Tavor maybe or some other thing. They might do some kind mm-hmm. of thing like that. I, I wouldn't be surprised, but. I think mostly they are here locally in, in Idaho. I'm not sure how far they go out, but man, they make some fantastic cider and uh, they have a, a semi-sweet, semi-dry. Both those are, I mean, they sound like they're the same, but they're not mm-hmm. right. One's a little bit more drier. The semi-dry is a little bit more drier than the sweet, but not too dry. And the semi-sweet is a little bit on the sweeter side, but not too sweet. Right. So it's like, they're not right in the middle. They're just like a little bit to the side of right. each other. But they they offer they're both really good beers. I mean ciders that that uh, that that if you don't like either of those two extremes, you'll like those those ciders. So that one I like. There's a number of flavored ones. They have a cranberry uh, a cranberry one, which I can't think of the name right now. They have a gin and tonic mm. one. It tastes like you're drinking a gin and tonic with with apples cider. Um, they have a blackberry boom. They call it. it's a blackberry cider. It's really good. That's that's like like their flagship cider. Um, they're really good. Now, the 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 owners of this and the cider brewers or cider or whatever they're called, makers, they went to the same school as Seattle mm-hmm. Cider. Now, Seattle Cider, you know, maybe they also can be found in certain areas. I'm not sure how far they distribute, but they're, the ciders are almost identical because they learned to make them in the same school. And they are all 6.9% uh, ABV. Mm-hmm. and um, the Brunomic, the guys at Brunomics did a fantastic interview with the owner and head cider guy, uh, Jib, uh, and he really explained exactly in the interview why the cider, uh, why why their cider always comes out at six point nine. It just happens to be the fermentation hmm. process with the apples they use and the sugars that are in there. It just automatically comes out to that for all their ciders, which is which that's is interesting. Nice. Yeah, but Seattle ciders, same thing, right? It's really good, clean uh, cider. <laughs> I think they all use the same uh, the same apple right. supplier too. Well, um, so I, I think. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, we got a recommendation of Recordling, which is a Swedish cider company, which we get down here in Florida. Uh, Josh, I don't know if you'll get that up up where you guys are, but they they make um, a lot of good stuff, uh, as far as different blends of fruits and things like that. Um, Mike Mahoney wants to know what the perfect craft beer is for PS five hunting, <laughs> uh, barley wine, oh, barley wine on top yeah, of barley wine just, on top of barley. <laughs> yeah. Just, just get wasted, man. It's not worth it. Those, those things are like impossible. Uh, and to, I've, uh, I've been watching so, yeah. them just go for sale on, on Facebook and eBay and stuff for, you know, thousands of dollars. I saw one for $12,000 and my, my buddy, Michael Carla yeah. said, uh, you know, somebody was advertising one for like 12 grand and, uh, mm. man, it's, um, you know, I think people are out there paying it. They're actually paying for, for something like this. Wait six months. You'll get it. Okay. Wait yeah. a year. You'll get it. Keep playing your PS4 or keep playing whatever Xbox <laughs> just released. I'm sorry. I don't follow Xbox too much, but, um, just wait, just give it some time. You'll be fine. Yeah. Some of the games, yeah, it'll, it'll I come mean, some eventually. of the new games that they're releasing anyway, right now through Sony, you can play on either platform. So what's it matter? 
but yeah. that's just you know you know my uh my kind of my perception um and then got to jump in on Jeffrey Seiler's comment. This is a great idea, guys. Kind of like watching sausage being made. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Cheers. Um, yeah. Yeah. Who doesn't like well, sausage? <laughs> anyway. And then, uh, Bill, you asked, uh, what's the deal with Allagash in Portland, Maine? All of my friends rave about it. Uh, Bill, we get Allagash here in Florida. I don't know if it makes it down to you, but I know we get it here in Tampa. Um, very limited stuff, but allagash been around for quite a long time um they're they're just making solid beers if you can find it i'd recommend getting a hold of any of the stuff that they put out yeah yeah especially if you enjoy uh you know belgian belgian and wild inspired stuff right um the biggest one that always pops into my mind is they're white and that's a that's a white triple they yeah they i think they do a lot of belgians i know that uh i'm gonna go to allagash in fact you know, if this COVID thing wasn't happening, you know, we we would probably be doing these trips a lot uh, sooner than mm-hmm. than we will because now just, everything's kind of on, on hold. But uh, yeah, I want to take I want to go with uh, Tara Carlson and Jim Kudzel when we when we go. We're gonna go with them and and just enjoy some some Portland, Maine. Oh, actually, no, yeah, yeah they're in Maine, Maine right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, I, I had a like brain a brain fart. I'm like, oh wait a minute, are they in Maine? They are in Maine. But yeah, we'll go up to Portland, Maine, and and do some beer pub crawling, brewery crawling, and drink some Allagash. And I'll probably have to pack pack some back. I, I'm wondering if I should just drive so I can just load the car full of it, so I can make sure I have plenty of supply. So uh, when I, I feel like back. you could do a couple of different things. I mean, I my kind of my go to move is is kind of like I'll do a couple of things. One, I'll either bring an extra suitcase and put nothing in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, again, we, we normally fly Southwest with all of our stuff because we have a Southwest credit card and, and that kind of thing. But I just bring a second suitcase cause you can check your two bags for free. Yeah. Well, you still got to keep the weight 50 under pounds, 50 pounds. Sure. And with, with those 750 milliliter bottles that they're, maybe they've, maybe they've reduced the, uh, the size to something more reasonable, but they start to, you know, weigh in yeah. pretty, um, but I've also carried a bottle shipper, that bottle shipper that I brought to Vegas that I checked yeah. that in as my second bag. So yeah. you can pile two cans in each. It, it holds 12 bottles, but you can put cans on top of each other or put a single bottle mm-hmm. in, into each one of the pockets in there. Um, yeah. So yeah, definitely ways to do it. If you want to drive though, good luck. That's a long drive. Yeah. No, it is a long drive. Yeah. <clears throat> a long drive, but. I don't know. Maybe I hope it's not going to be by the time I retire that I actually do this trip and we're driving the country. That would be bad. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And Josh, I'll recommend the the, what beer to drink getting through the last weeks of college work. Barley wines. Yep. Or actually, it's either you go big or you don't drink at all. You got to get you have to finish before you can celebrate. Mm. Yeah, barley wines, Russian Imperial Stout. Yeah. Um, And then Eric also big IPA. Eric also (laughs) said, "Don't name it." But is there a craft beer that you find disgusting? Oh wow, that's hard to because I try to not remember things that I I don't like. I will say I'll say one. I'll even name mm-hmm. it. I know In what fact, I know what it I'll is. Come back here. And I know I'll what grab, it is. Wait, what is it? It's Tell that me what voodoo it donut, isn't it? Yeah, it <laughs> is. I saw that pink <laughs> bottle. I knew exactly what you were talking about. Is it the is it the lemon chiffon one? No, no. The... This is the bacon oh. maple ma- bacon maple donut okay. one. 
uh, this beer, not only was it expensive, mm-hmm. uh, and I told Sarah we were, uh, I don't remember where I, th- I don't remember where we were at. She, we were somewhere, and I told her, "No way, I'm not going to buy this beer." It sounds, for one thing, I know that bacon and beer Im- imitation flavor tastes like mm-hmm. crap, and in maple is always too sweet. Yeah. And I said, "I don't want to." drink this beer but she bought it for me uh you know 25 ounce or 22 ounce bottle whatever bombers yeah, are 20, anymore oh no it's 25 yeah. 25 ounce bottle and uh i said well you know what even if beer's crap i have this awesome bottle that i can put on my shelf and so she bought it um opened it up i poured her a small little taste of mm-hmm. it poured it in there she takes one sip spits it out <laughs> in the sink pours the rest in my glass and I'm forced mm. to drink it. Um, the beer truly is, was horrible. And I hope they never, ever make this beer again because it was exactly what I thought it'd mm. be. Way too sweet. And that smoky imitation smoke flavor just makes, every time you took a sip with that sweet maple and that smoky flavor, made you want to just puke. Yeah. Um, but I drank the entire 25 ounces because I wasn't going to waste that $25 beer. Yeah, I, I don't blame you, man. I'd, and it's, it's sad because if you ever get the chance to visit a Voodoo Donuts, um, they have one at Universal Studios here in in, uh, in Orlando. And um, yeah, Eric, it might be a three-hour total total run. Who knows? Um, but the, uh, the the Voodoo Donuts, I mean, they're, they're a little kitschy. They're a little, you know, they're very touristy. But... They make some really good stuff, and uh, Sarah might like this too. They make some vegan donuts. They make some gluten-free donuts. They make some dairy-free donuts. Mm-hmm. So especially like with Megan, she can't have the dairy, but she can still have these you mm-hmm. know great donuts that she really enjoys. Yeah. So, um, yeah. but uh, what about? Um, so I don't I don't want to get sidetracked on these questions all night too. So we'll we'll I think we'll grab these kind of as they come in. Uh, we want to make sure we kind of stick to our outline too. Um, yeah, yeah, we should we should probably continue. Yeah. It was a good little sidetrack. Yeah. It's good to do that, but and and we don't have a full no. full show, so it's okay. It's okay. I didn't I didn't feel feel it. Although we we always can talk for two to three hours. Yeah. We don't have a problem with that. It's it's me, shutting me up. That's mm. hard to do. So these guys. I love having these live questions, but uh, let's 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 continue on for yeah. now. Um, I just want to I just want to go ahead and uh, and give some credits and some people that deserve some credit. These uh, uh, this episode is brought to you in part by our satisfied Patreon supporters like Mike Allen and new Patreon supporter William Schlimmer. Both are our virtual producers. Thank you guys. We have Tom Berm. Yeah, thank you. We have Tom Berm. Jeff Seiler, Johan Halberg, Tara Carlson, Chad Lamassa, and Mark Church, who want to buy us a virtual beer. And if you enjoy the content we provide, we invite you to support the show by toasting your hosts or buying us a virtual beer or even becoming a virtual producer. You can explore the options on our support page by visiting patreon.com slash tap the craft. Oh, okay. So, um, it, we again we don't have any uh questions but if you would like to you know write into the show you can do that uh through our email at taptocraft@gmail.com or uh f- follow us on Twitter and Instagram at taptocraft and of course on our Facebook page because you're already here watching us live uh, at facebook.com/taptocraft mm-hmm. and we have our website don't forget our website taptocraft.com mm-hmm. 
All right. All right, Chris, you want yeah, to say, I was gonna say, look, we, we didn't, we have some listener questions still that we can get into. If you want to do like one or two, <laughs> we do, we'll do one and then we'll move into the, uh, move into the untapped, the, the craft segment. Um, okay. This, this might be a, a tough one to answer. What? Uh, so actually we'll do the short part of this first one. Uh, Eric, uh, Eric Gronley said, did you guys embrace small brewery Sunday? I ended up grabbing a few from a brewery in my hometown that just opened in July and another, I hadn't tried in a year. Really good beer close by is the best. I'll be honest, Eric. I didn't know small brewery Sunday existed until right now. Oh yeah. Um, I saw, I saw Um, a lot of posts on social media about it. I didn't know it was something that I should have went and checked out. So my answer, no, I did not. Um, what about you, Denny? Um, honestly, uh, we, we went and bought uh, local Mm -hmm. beer. We have local beer I'm drinking. Um, but, uh, I didn't go out Sunday. Sunday was the day that we didn't have anything to do. Just Sarah and I, we, we, it was our day to rest before um, we went back mm, to work. Yeah. So we just stayed home. Um, we didn't even get out of our pajamas. Yeah, that's how lazy we were. We just kind of chilled, watched some uh, uh, some uh, you know Netflix, mm-hmm. and and just enjoyed the just relaxing before we went back to work. So I, sorry, I didn't. I didn't. Well, apparently, this is only the second year that it's been in existence. And last question, then we'll move on to this uh, untapped segment. Um, what's your favorite Goza? Oh my gosh, there's so many of them. How can I how can I pick yeah. one? Yeah, it's tough. Um I I'm gonna say I'm gonna oh my gosh. I'm gonna say I don't I can't get it unless I go to Seattle. Okay. Ruben's Brews Goza. I mean I have a couple of different ones. The I'll just say the regular Goza. All their Gozas are fantastic, but Ruben's Brews gold medal winning oh. Goza. So obviously um that I mean it's quality yeah. stuff and I love I love their goza. Now if I drink gozas that I can get here, you know, into my area, I will say it has to go to Anderson Valley gozas. They have a, a blood orange goza that's mm-hmm. pretty good. Like their melon um, one. And they and the mm-hmm. melon one, the briny of the melon is fantastic. It it's got that you know watermelony character to it. Some salt is Mado- and Mador- the salty too. Like Medora. Yeah. yeah. And uh, those are, are really good quality gozes. Um, and I think Anderson Valley gets around. They do. We get them here. You know, pretty good. Yeah. yeah. So th- th- that's what I'll, I recommend. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll recommend this one. Uh, it's going to be hard to see on my screen, but it's called Xmas Pickle. Oh, okay. Yeah, you guys drink that. Um, so <laughs> this is from uh, Urban Artifact in Cincinnati, Ohio. And the, the Xmas Pickle was, I, I was really... I was surprised, man. I, I really was uh, pickle beer. Okay, well, let's mm-hmm. give it a shot just for the sake of it. It was really good. I mean, it was it was definitely salty. It was definitely that briny flavor that you normally see in the Gozas. Um, there was a hint of pickle, but it wasn't anything just too over the top where you said, "Oh, I'm actually drinking carbonated pickle juice." It was. Mm. Uh, it was mm-hmm. really, really. It was refreshing. It, it was nice to have. What type? Of, what type of hint of pickle was it? Dill. A hint of sweet dill. pickle or dill? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was really nice. Um, those may be tougher to find here in our area. Um, man, Goza's. It, it's like every other beer style, guys. It's you, you just got to go mm-hmm. go through them, try to find 
find one that you like. Um, and then yeah. once you find the one that you like, go find some others. Cause there's plenty of them out there. Plenty mm-hmm. of them out there. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, yeah. all right. Yeah. Gozo is a great, a great style. All right, Chris. So let's continue the conversation because it's now time to untap the craft and see what our listeners are drinking according to All right, untap. so we're going to start off 21 hours ago. Excuse me. Okay, mm. now let me tell you, Tom Joseph, he does all of his check-ins okay. at one time. Well, so if he has a lot in there, just go ahead and skip through the Well, here's the, here's the great part about Tom. <laughs> his last check-in made it for our 24-hour cutoff. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he has he, one. He has okay, one. So, well, at least that I've seen so far, because it goes from these check-ins are from 21 hours ago, and then it jumps to nine hours ago. So people were sleeping and oh. not drinking beer all night. Um, <laughs> Come on, where's all our international Blackers. listeners? <laughs> all right. So Tom Joseph checked into the "I Voted Today" by the Virginia <laughs> Beer Company, um, and he just wrote, "Very impressed. Nice flavor for a pale, four and a quarter caps." Um, and I've been really enjoying these "I Voted" beers. I've had a couple of them um, that has just been very good. Uh, they've even they've either been kind of lighter beers, but the two two or three that I've had have just been fantastic. They really have. Um, next on the list, here's our international listeners. Johan Halberg okay. is drinking an yes. Orval by Brasserie de Orval. Um, dry, distinct bitterness, but not overwhelming. Just a hint of Brit. Well carbonated, as you'd expect from a Belgian beer. Actually really balanced, and I can see how it pairs really good with food. Gave that a four-cap rating for that beer. And uh, I'm sad to say I've never tried that one. Oh, so it's one yeah, to try. Come on, you can get it. It's, it's everywhere. I'll add it to the list. I really will. Um, next on our list from nine hours ago, Kevin Page is drinking a Fat Clouds by Arcane Ale Works. Kevin, you basically drive by my house every time you go to Arcane, and and, yeah. and he's he should he should bring you a beer and drink well, it with I've, you. Right? I've traded. I swear, I've traded beer with him before. It was a long time ago. I feel like I met him at Angry Chair. Yeah, yeah, you did. You did. You you guys met up, yeah, a couple mm-hmm. years ago. Um, he gave this beer a five-cap rating, and with the beers that I've had from Arcane in the past couple of months, I can see why. Uh, but it's called mm. Fat Clouds by Arcane Aleworks, five-cap rating. And uh, he writes, ooh, that smell, but put Citra oh. <laughs> smell in there to go on with his check-in. And uh, mm. next on the list, Will D is drinking, ooh, this is a good one, a Delirium Noel christmas um Mm, i love that beer all the delirium ones are just they're so good um gave this a a four cap rating no notes on that beer um jc is drinking a narwhal imperial stout by sierra nevada what do you rate that four caps okay okay so i I gotta stop because i just picked up a six pack of narwhal because it's one of my favorite beers and i i it's not on my new noteworthy because um, something changed in the recipe right. this year, and it's not the same beer that it's been so many times before. It's just lacking something. It's just not all there. Have you had any uh, narwhal? Not. I had a barrel aged one uh, fairly recently. The last one that mm-hmm. I checked into, at least on Untapped, was in 2015. Um, I gave it 3.75 okay. caps. I actually wrote notes on this one. Oh. Um, Good flavors, but finishes with tastes of celery. 
<laughs> but hey, you know what? That was was that was that your Cuban sandwich? No, that was, that was five. That chicken was almost five years ago to the date. <laughs> oh, you weren't even. No, that was that, that, that was a giant were... eagle with my oh, buddy wow. Art, uh, the Portage Crossing <laughs> Market District over in Cuyahoga Falls. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah. So Norwell's, I like it normally, and normally I give it like a four and a half mm-hmm. or so, and this time I think I gave it. A three and a half. I think I'd lower. Well, looking it. at the most recent check-ins from it, I'm seeing four, three point seven five, three point seven five, mm. three and a half. It doesn't knock my socks yeah, off. Um, yeah, something changed. Something changed. <clears throat> in my opinion, something changed with the beer, and it's just not as good as yeah. it was, which is sad. Okay, All right, next continue. one. Robbie is drinking an antagonist ESB by Barrier Brewing Company. Hit mm. the spot. Four and a quarter mm. caps for this beer. I love a good extra special bitter. Yeah, me too. Me um, too. Next on our list, Mr. Jeff Seiler is drinking a coffee bender by Surly Brewing Company. People are all still checking in at that untapped at home location. Um, nice brown ale with coffee. A bit thin. I was hoping for a bolder coffee flavor. A little disappointing as I love this brewery, have loved this brewery and have and had heard great things. Uh, three and a half caps for that beer um next on the list stephen brown right here in tampa florida is drinking a citronius big by calusa brewing four and a half caps for that beer um let's see got to get johan in here again drinking an old viscosity by port brewing company um writes 10 percent abv in a 19 ounce can sure why not uh, a no frills stout with roast and dark bitter chocolate very smooth finishes quite dry excellent four and a half caps for that beer port brewing out of san marcos california um i'm always curious to know how how people overseas get beers like that well i mean okay yeah, probably the same way Just well and, and it is and i was looking at port brewing company you know they've got over over a half a million check-ins to their beers so never mind i take it back uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah just the distributor um uh let's see next on the list jeff seiler again drinking a body electric by wise man brewing uh really tasty hazy double ipa tropical and citrusy the label art is awesome and the beer is too solid four and a quarter caps for that beer continuing his check-in streak for the uh, 77th week in a row i don't know (laughs) chad (laughs) lamasa's drinking a stone yeah Uh this one no uh star staropolsky meoden yeah that's what we're gonna go with um okay and they uh they're out of a country that they're out of Poland. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to stick oh, with that. Polish yeah. Um, okay. Oh, Chad, this is even better. Another tough one for Chris McKenzie to try to pronounce on tap the craft, <laughs> though not as bad as last Monday's check-in. Bravo, sir. Bravo. That's uh, awesome. This is just straight up honey. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that at all. Four and a half caps for that beer. Um, this is a good beer to check into as well from Chad. The Winter Welcome Ale 2020 to 2021 by Samuel Smith. Uh, probably my favorite beer from for this time of year. I always look forward to it all year. Five caps. Mm. Five cap ratings for that one. And we're going to hit refresh and see that Eric Gronley is drinking a snowstorm 2020 by August Shell Brewing Company. He wrote coffee, chocolate, smooth, and sweet. Now that's a good take on this year's snowstorm. 
great style to do this year four and a quarter caps and last but certainly not least matt knight is drinking a sugar cookie by Ellicottville Brewing mm. Company up in New York. And he writes a nice, light, refreshing dessert beer that's sweet and delicious, just like me. Mm. Um, three, <laughs> three and three quarter <laughs> caps on that beer from Matt. I'm going to hit refresh just for the hell of it. And that's what everybody is drinking, Denny. Wow, nice, nice. You know what? I'm going to add a, in this section, I'm going to go add a beer. Again, not noteworthy okay. beer. It's when we talked about last episode that one of our new and noteworthy or not or one of our untapped listeners checked into. I don't remember who. I'm sorry. My memory is not that good for short term. But it's from it's the Heretic Barley Wine beer. The Monster Cookie Barley Wine. Monster Cookie. Do you remember that one? From who? I have a label who right are, here. Who made it? Wait. Heretic. Heretic. So let's see. Oh, that's glossy. Heretic. There we go. That's better. Uh, let's see who checked into this one recently. So it's the chocolate chip body wine beer. And on air, I believe I mentioned that uh, I'm intrigued by it because I love heretic brewing and I love body wines, but I was scared because it sounds like a very sweet body right. wine. So you, with, with you checked beer. into it um, a few days ago. Yeah. Um, and I think the conversation was between you and Jeff Seiler um, hides the ABV very well. You said uh, only a slight uh, yeah, it burn. Did. It did. For, uh, dun, 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 dun. for for being as as high octane, it's eleven point five percent, sixteen ounce can of mm-hmm. beer. Um, and honestly, for being as sweet as as it was, it really didn't have any alcohol okay. burn to it. There might have been a, a slight hint of it. At, at moments but it wasn't overwhelming but it was as i feared this beer was way too mm. sweet and um i did get hints of the barley wine in there at the beginning and it did kind of taste like a like a monster mm-hmm. cookie you know would taste but in my opinion it just ruined a, what was hope what was hopefully a very good yeah. barley wine uh and just made it way too sweet i drank the whole 16 ounces um, I don't think my daughter Haley finished hers. I think she dumped her glass into mine. And everybody dumps and, their and, beer and into your glass. Yeah, and Sarah, I think Sarah dumped her <laughs> glass into mine too. She had a little taster, and she's like, "No, yeah. not doing it." So, um, oddly yeah, enough, just to, the, uh, the the description on Untapped at the very last sentence says it finishes dry and crisp without any cloyingly no, sweet aftertaste. No, no. <laughs> Uh, I would not say dry and crisp. Um, it's, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't say dry and crisp. I'd say it still has, you're still left with that sweetness all the way through from the very beginning. Like the first sip you take, it just like in your face sweetness and then it carries on to the end. But, you know, I, I wouldn't yeah. say dry. Haley said she finished uh, it. Uh, she finished her. Hers. Oh, she did drink She it? didn't mind it, especially because it wasn't too boozy. Yeah, it wasn't too boozy for eleven and a half percent. I was that that impressed me. So, it was a well made beer. I just think it didn't need to be made. That's the only thing. But maybe made a made a, made a well made beer that uh, don't make it again. <laughs> How do you really feel about it? Jeez. <laughs> and I love I love Heretic. I think yeah. they do some great stuff. And and um, I mean, I saw some I saw some stuff that was good in it, but I just I don't want to drink it yeah. anymore. Yeah. All right. All right. Is that it for our questions? Uh, 
Yeah, that's unless somebody okay. else pops one up here yeah. in a little bit. That's that's going to be it for right now. So, okay, so let's get into the brew buzz. And the brew buzz devoted to discussing various beer related topics. And this week, as we already mentioned, we're going to discuss beer influenced holiday recipes. Now, the way I went about this is I kind of wanted to uh, get a variety of of uh, what do we call it again? Uh, dishes, sure. a variety of dishes that uh, anyone could make is what my goal was. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is that there's a lot out there that just isn't that good. So I picked out a few that I myself would like mm-hmm. to try. And I think that um, I think our listeners might want to try some of these too. So um, I started off with the easy ones and, and the first few, I, I actually have the ingredients and the, uh, the the actual directions on how to do it. We'll go through that really quickly, just so people understand how easy or difficult it is. It's not that difficult. These are easy ones. And then when we get to the last three, those are the ones I got from this other site that was like really in depth. And I can't, we couldn't like summarize the process easily. I can talk about it in general about these different recipes, but if you want to you know, find out about these yourself, really go follow the link that we're going to have in the show notes and you can go right to the recipe and see for yourself. Um, it's pretty, you know, pretty complicated stuff. So let me start off with the first one here, Chris. Um, it's, this is a going dessert. We're starting with dessert first. Yeah. Who doesn't like dessert, right? And this is called, this one's called holiday ale cutout cookies. And this is, was found on craftbeer.com and it was uh, written by Lori mm-hmm. Rice. And she writes here, these tender cookies use a concentrated spiced holiday ale and orange zest to create a dough that can be rolled thick and cut into all kinds of fun holiday shapes. They are perfectly enjoyable as they are, but feel free to decorate them with your favorite frosting. Choose a winter warmer style with an IBU of less than 40 with notes of holiday spice. So there's plenty of those around, Mm -hmm. right, during the holiday time. This is a perfect time for this, this recipe. All right, so the ingredients. There's two sides of this. There's a beer reduction, so you can use a beer reduction in the in the ingredients, and that is a one 12 ounce holiday ale. So it's only using one beer, but you are using a 12 ounce bottle. So that's hey, at least it's it's including beer in a, in a significant amount. And then three tablespoons of light brown sugar, and then the cookies themselves are going to be used three cups of of flour, uh, one tablespoon of orange zest, uh, a half teaspoon of salt, a quarter teaspoon of allspice. Uh, a quarter teaspoon of nutmeg, a pinch of brown or black pepper, a pinch of clove, of, of ground clove. Now, here's the big thing. Two sticks of butter. Well, yeah. I mean, got to have a lot of butter, right? This is holiday oh. time. You got to have two sticks of butter. So anytime I see two sticks of butter, I know that cookie is going to be good because that's you got to have a it's lot of butter soft. in those cookies. That's going to be a right. soft cookie. Yeah. Yeah. Then you have a half cup of, of light brown sugar, a half cup of granulated sugar. So pretty much a whole cup of sugar. Mm-hmm. That's good too, right? People like some sweetness in there. And then one egg and one teaspoon of pure vanilla extract. Now, they in the directions, they give you a note. It says, plan ahead. The beer is reduced to concentrate the flavor. This process can take 30 to 45 minutes. The dough will need to rest in the fridge for an hour. Once cut, the trays will need to sit in the freezer for 10 minutes. And he says, that's a great trick for helping the cookies keep their shape and clean edges during mm-hmm. the baking process. So um, real quickly, to make the reduction, stir together the beer and brown sugar in a medium saucepan, bring to a simmer over medium-high heat, then reduce the heat to medium to maintain heavy simmer 
at a very low boil. Continue to cook stirring often until the beer reduces to about one and a half ounces, which will take 30 to 45 minutes. Watch the beer closely as it nears its full reduction as it can burn if not steer, stirred yeah. often. Set aside to cool completely. So that's the main ingredient with the beer, right? So that's going to concentrate those flavors and give you, you know, really concentrated flavor for these cookies. Then you're going to stir together the flour, zest, orange zest, salt, allspice, nutmeg, pepper, and clove in a, in a bowl. Set that aside. Now you're going to blend together the butter, the brown sugar, the sugar, uh, and you're going to mix that on uh, medium-high to uh, get light and creamy, which is about three minutes. Then throw in an egg and the beer reduction and the vanilla. And the batter may look a little lumpy. With the mixer on low, gradually add the dry ingredients. Mix on medium until combined into a ball of dough. Divide that ball into two equal balls. Transfer to a sheet of plastic wrap, flatten into a disc and wrap. Refrigerate for one hour. Roll out each disc on a floured surface to one half inch thickness. Cut with desired shapes. All kind. I mean, we can get some. We should find some really cool beer, we beer glass shaped. cookie cutter. Yeah, beer yeah. glass cookie cutters. Yeah. Um, uh, then transfer the cookies to an ungreased <clears throat> baking sheet for at least one inch yeah, apart. There's enough butter in place there. Place the cookie sheet. <laughs> yeah. Play, yeah, place the cookie sheet in the freezer for ten minutes. Form dough, scraps back into one disc, refrigerate until ready to cut out and bake okay. again. And then it says to bake the cookies for fourteen minutes at three fifty. And they give a couple beers to consider. So everyone probably figures Great Lakes Brewing Company's Christmas yeah. ale, right? Isn't that a good one? Everyone <clears> likes the next that one, one. I like better. You like this one better? Thirsty Dog Brewing's Brewing yeah. Company's 12 Dogs of Christmas Ale. Is that That's one an that, Akron. Uh, Thirsty Dog's in Akron, and then Great Lakes is up in Cleveland. So um, I actually like the 12 Dogs of Christmas more than I like hmm. Great Lakes Christmas Ale. Okay. So there you go. This is one that um, I've already talked Sarah into making for me. So we're going to make this uh, holiday cookie uh, next weekend. Okay. And, and we're going to... Uh, Go through the process, and I'll report back to you on our next show on how. Well, it Denny, out. maybe Haley just made a very wonderful recommendation. You should consider doing a live show of uh, making one of the recipes. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to do it already, I mean, uh, yeah, I don't think you want to see on. that. That might be a that this might be a request from your yeah, own I'll, daughter. I'll consider it. I'll I'll consider it. Haley, consider you should it, come but... by and help him. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Just saying. Just saying. So that, what do you think, Chris? You might you, you might try these cookies. You know yourself? what? I um, I don't I don't really cook a whole lot anymore. <laughs> you don't cook? What do you? Come on, you're a chef. You should be. So look here, here yeah, So here's the thing. I did chef over um over Thanksgiving. I had a friend of mine who had never prepared a turkey in his life. Uh, normally, his husband would help him take care of all this stuff, but he mm-hmm. uh. He decided to go live on Facebook like we're doing right now and go, okay, well, what do I do? Um, probably one of the most funny things I've ever seen, uh, watching watching someone gag three or four times while they're trying to pull the giblet bag out and well, what do I do with this stuff? <laughs> oh, hey, you, I, hey, I want you to, I said, I want you to take butter and I want you to rub it on the outside of the turkey. You want me to do what? Yeah. Rub yeah. some butter on the outside. No. <laughs> so, uh was able to help him walk through that. But that was about as much cooking as I did. Uh, I didn't even do much cooking on um, on while we were camping either. Camping? We, I know. I, I While you were camping, I was thinking, okay, they're going to be 
out there cooking from the campfire, some weenies on a on a stick. No, no you guys are at a restaurant, basically eating. Yeah. That was before restaurant. we like, got to on. the campsite. Give me a break. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that. Yeah. So that was that was before we got to our campsite. Uh, we stayed at a KOA, so nothing like you know ridiculous and over the top. But the downside to it is that the interstate was probably about five hundred feet from where we pitched our tent. Oh. So, oh, <laughs> so you get, so the the road noise lulled you to sleep. Uh, right? Yeah, <laughs> that part wouldn't have been bad. But when the semis went by, that's when yeah. it got really loud. Yeah, so. the whole. Yeah, the whole tent's mm-hmm, shaking, right? Pretty much. Now, now I saw a picture of you guys like with a flamethrower, like chimney yeah. fire going out. What, what so was that? Was that provided by it the was. campsite? So there was no open fire pits. They were all uh, okay. All ch- all those chimeneas. So we had expected that we were going to be able to do things like uh, we wanted to do like twice baked potatoes because we made a flying mm-hmm. steak for dinner one night and found out that they did not have an, like an open fire pit. So it was. Mm kind of limited what we made um so we did everything on just our regular camp stove so yeah it was uh used a little lighter fluid got the got the fire started <laughs> in there pretty well and um yeah yeah i thought you're gonna catch the whole place on fire but there's no trees controlled there, right? burn we were fine <laughs> <laughs> we were the only idiots in a tent everybody else was in rvs and everything in rvs yeah yeah no one needs nobody stays at a koa mm-hmm. in a tent yeah it's RV only. We do. <laughs> Did you, you have your little plug in there? You had your RV plug in. You plugged in your. You know, it was nice. You know, iPhones was, and yeah, TVs. Well, we had the. Uh, I brought my. I have a solar panel that I can that I can charge phones and stuff off of if we are camping. Um, but it was nice. We had our own water. We had electrical hookup at our tent site. Mm-hmm. At our tent site, which yeah. was kind of nice. Yeah. So. Okay. But the layout right. where the tent sites were, right next to the freaking interstate. Yeah. <laughs> Oh <laughs> right. uh, so, yeah, that would have been miserable. I crack this one open now. All right, yeah, I'm drinking my uh, Cascade oh, Lake. Great notion. I can't get it to focus. There we go. I was gonna say I don't have a ton of light in here because I don't want you to see. It's looking yeah. good though. I don't. Good. I don't want everybody seeing what my bedroom looks like. <laughs> yeah, 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 but. Okay, so Chris, that was the dessert. Now let's get to the real dessert. Yeah, Christmas beer sangria. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What about? Have you ever had a Christmas beer sangria? No, but before? I think I'd like to. I, Haley, yeah, I'll make yeah. this one. I'll make this one on <laughs> on screen. Um, so this came from timeandlove.com by Jenny Hernandez. And uh, Jenny wrote, if you love a festive beer during the holidays, you are going to love this Christmas beer, Sangria. Sangria doesn't have to be limited to just wine. Beer makes a wonderful sangria. For this recipe, the author used Lagunitas brown sugar ale, Mm, which I do love that beer. (laughs) I'm just realizing I'm all like flush underneath here right now. What's going on here? (laughs) Yeah. Drinking. What is going Um, on? warm in here. Um, But the um, Lagunitas brown sugar, that whether you talk about Lagunitas, um, like them or love them, the brown sugar and um, Mm. what's the little thing? A little something, something. I always Mm -hmm. like those. Those are always good. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I do have to turn the fan on because it is getting rather warm in here. So hang on one second. Okay. Turn the fan on. I'll talk a little bit. So, yeah. So um, interesting thing about Lagunitas brown sugar L is that uh, this beer came from a, a lack of being able to get uh, their fermentation to get their sugars correct in the 
in, in the beer they were making. They wanted to have a high octane beer. Something went wrong where they didn't get enough sugar and it, you know, it, from the, the grains. So they, at, at the last minute, they had to go find an alternative to raise up the, the sugars to get what they wanted out of this beer. So they, so Tony, whatever his name is, I can't think of his last name, the McGee, not McGee, right? It's uh, Tony McGee. No idea. No. Yeah. He, he goes out and he goes to the supermarket and he buys every single bag of brown sugar, literally brown hmm. sugar. And he brings it back and he pours this brown sugar in trying to save this beer uh, to make sure he didn't waste all these ingredients that he's making. And it turns out that the beer didn't turn out the way they wanted it to do. I, I forget the, uh, the uh, this is a story that he writes in his book that I have that is a really fun read that I recommend reading. Maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll find it and put it on the website and the blog. I did start a new blog on the website that will we can that Chris and I can add little things to it. Uh, I, I put the first post on the day before Thanksgiving. Uh, if you want to go check out the the post, go there and read the blog and uh, let me know what you think. Um, but maybe I'll put the book on there because this is a great little read. You can get it on Kindle. Um, and that's where I got it. I got it on my Kindle. And it tells a lot of backstory behind Lagunillas. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, he tells his story. And it turned up – what ended up happening is the beer became this brown sugar uh, beer and is a really good beer. And now they're, you know, forced to uh, recreate it every year uh, during Christmas time. Now, I think they did it every two years. I don't know – if they're still doing it every two years now, or if they're doing it every year, or if they're even doing it at all, I need to check and, and find out there if it's a, if it's an annual beer now. But uh, yeah, that little backstory there. Okay, Chris, go ahead and continue. All right, on. and I, where did you where did you leave off? You were just going off on the story. I I was just you said you were going to uh, talk. I was like, did talking. you get into? I just talked. I was whole. I was <laughs> I was keeping the air live for our okay, live listeners. Okay. Um, so uh, you. Uh, we talked about the beer that they were using this one. You can definitely use your favorite Christmas ale for this recipe. Um, but the base of the sangria is apple cider and vodka. The author, nice. the author loves yeah. adding fresh apples, <laughs> orange slices and cranberries to this festive cranberry or of this festive Christmas beer sangria. And unlike mm. traditional wine based sangrias, you want to wait to add the beer. The sangria base mm -hmm. of the apple cider, vodka, and fruits can be made a few hours in advance of serving. When you're ready to serve, pour in the beer because you don't want to lose all the carbonation from your beer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so we'll run through these. I'm not going to run through the amounts of the ingredients. I'm just going to run through the actual ingredients. Sure. Uh, we're it. looking for apple cider, vodka, maple syrup. So, Josh, this might be right up your alley. Uh, <laughs> one pomegranate, seeds removed. Keep the seeds. That's the edible part of the pomegranate. A half a cup of cranberries. I lied. Uh, two apples. <laughs> or an orange sliced. Uh, two cinnamon sticks and six bottles of Christmas ale. Um, six bottles. Six bottles. For one drink. Now, like they said up top, <laughs> wait until you're ready to serve before you crack your beers open. Uh which what she did, what she did is she actually found a pitcher. She had a pitch, she had a pitcher that was fit six mm -hmm. beers. She poured the beers into them and then just used that to pour yeah. in when they needed it. Which I think that would be great. Um so prior to opening your beers, uh large pitcher, add the apple cider, vodka, maple syrup, pomegranate, cranberries, apple slices, orange slices, and cinnamon sticks, stir it all together. 
refrigerate for at least 30 minutes, preferably one to two hours. Okay. So your mm-hmm. vodka, it's going to pull a lot of your flavors out of mm-hmm. all those ingredients that you put mm-hmm. in there. Um, nice. And then when you're ready to serve, pour in the beer. If your pitcher isn't really large, you might not need all six bottles of beer, stir it all together, serve and enjoy. Yeah. I, I'm a sucker for yeah. sangria <laughs> and I don't like sweet things, but um, yeah, sangria is just something that can get you messed up fast um you know because it is sweeter easy to drink you don't really taste the alcohol um this is something i would love to try uh you gonna make this chris i th- i'm probably if i do um i don't like to commit <laughs> okay if i can find brown sugar i, I want to do it with brown okay. sugar so if i can find brown sugar locally then um I'll commit okay. to it. I'm not going to do six beers, but I'll do, you know, a few. <laughs> uh, it might be a fun one to do because uh, there's there's a, a little bit of prep into this one too. Slicing the apple, slicing the yeah. uh, the orange, um, you know, putting all that stuff together and mixing it all up. That might be a fun one to do just to um, just to video the 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 assembly. Throw it up mm-hmm. on our website or something, or on YouTube. Okay. Okay. Yeah, YouTube. Yeah, we're we're doing YouTube. All right, so th- those are good. So let's get into uh, another article that had three. This is a whole mm-hmm. meal. So they, they recommended three different things for uh, for Thanksgiving meal. This is called, the article was One Sumptuous Holiday Meal Made with Beer. And this was on the October website, and it was written by Jackie Dodd. Um, I'll start with the first one, and then, Chris, I'll let you do the next sure. two. And then I'll, I'll go in and... and intro into the the last three and we can go back and forth from there. So the first one is Scotch ale candied sweet potatoes. You've got me there. Everyone, you know, yeah. Uh, For one thing, Scotch ale. Great. Now, when I read this, I'm like, Oh yeah, I want this. I want this. I want this. Then I started looking at the ingredients. I will read the amount of ingredients in this because it's very Mm -hmm. important. Uh, Three pounds of sweet potatoes. That's no, no doubt there. Cut into one inch cubes, one cup of packed light brown sugar, one half cup of unsalted butter, half cup of scotch ale. Only a half cup of scotch ale. That's like, what the hell? No, I need more you, scotch ale. Half a cup, and then you get to drink the other half of the bottle. <laughs> I I would rather see this recipe use the reduction process. Yeah. Right, get a whole a whole bottle and reduce it into a half cup. Mm-hmm. Right, that's what they should do. Uh, then you have some salt and some pecans. Mm, I love yeah. pecans. Uh, add the potatoes to an eight by eight baking dish. Add the brown sugar, the butter, the scotch ale, and salt to the saucepan over high yeah. heat. Bring to a boil, stirring frequently for five minutes. Pour the caramel sauce over the potatoes. Bake the potatoes at 350 degrees Fahrenheit for 25 minutes. Stir, coating all the potatoes in the caramel sauce. Return to the oven and bake until potatoes are fork What'd tender. What did you say? About 20 additional. Oh, fork. okay. Tender. Just making sure. <laughs> Hey, this is Facebook Live. I can't be cousin. Oh, come on. on. You can slip one. Do they censor us? This is the United States of America, Uh, Denny. You fought uh, for our ability to be able to say say things like... I'm thinking the (laughs) 15-second delay is them censoring us if they need to. Can you imagine how many people they just have sitting by going, all right, are they going to say, oh, hit the button, hit the button. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And then, um, so about 20 more minutes of cooking until it's tender. Then spoon the sauce over potatoes, sprinkle with pecans, and serve warm. 
Yeah, it does good. sound good. I actually used um, yeah. used a Scotch ale a few years back to actually make barbecue sauce with. Downside oh, nice. is though, if you reduce it too much, it gets mm-hmm. really hoppy. <laughs> it, it, really? it gets bitter. There's there's a lot of it, it, so I say I say hoppy, but like bitter. Um, the okay. the sugars will can potentially burn and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's, I think you got to be careful. Yeah, not to burn it. But uh, scotch ales are usually low IBU, so the bitterness should be. Really so I, the reason that I said hoppy is that's what I remember. It popped up in, in my head is when I first tasted it. It was like this big punch of bitter, and I went, "Oh, the, I forgot the hops will concentrate." And then I thought about what you just said. It's super low on the hop side, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's just there's yeah. a ton of sugar in it. Okay. All right. Next on this one is going to be the brown sugar Roush beer glazed ham. Oh, this sounds so good. And, and I, yeah, I was about ready because we have, we, we buy a whole pig. Um, and then we have four hams that come with mm-hmm. each pig and we make ham all the time. Now, again, they're, they're using um, already pre-cooked right. ham, but we don't, we have a, we have to cook it, you know, from. Do you guys cure them at raw. all or anything or do you? No. Well, they're cured. Okay. They're cured, but they're not cooked. They they cure them at the uh, well, butcher. Well, that's nice. Yeah, so it's cured, um, and then it's bone-in ham, and then we just I just go ahead and do all the prep, uh, you know, and and uh, and then we bake it for you know whatever time with the foil mm-hmm. on there. I put cloves, I I cut it in crisscross, yeah. and the fat. I put uh, uh, some some uh, cloves in there. We bake it with foil on there, and then I have a. We have a sauce that we make with uh, uh, brown sugar and um, I don't know a bunch mm-hmm. of ingredients. And then we end up I end up coating that as uh, you know I, I coat it on there a couple times at the end of the of the baking to get it nice and and uh, caramelized on top. It works. It that sounds really, nice. really good. So if you're not aware, a Roush beer is a smoked beer. Smoked beer. And yes. my buddy, tr- but they only want to they only want a quarter yeah. cup of it. Again, I'm like, come on, give me some beer and in these. My recipes. friend Trey makes an amazing Roush beer. Normally, I don't like them, but and, and I know we talked about this a while back. Anything he makes, I'm always like, okay, I'll, I'll give it a try because it's normally good. So, mm-hmm. all right, so we're going to be looking for a spiral cut ham, fully cooked. Um, <laughs> come on, that's too easy. Well, then you, sh- but you don't want to kill off these people that don't no, know. How to cook I mean, ham, and so ham's not true. something that most people cook anyway. There's more, no, most people no. buy it already cooked and cured and all that good stuff. Yeah. So you're looking for a, a, a spiral cut ham, fully cooked, um, a couple of cups of brown sugar, only a quarter cup of Roush beer. I know. Um, wow. Some cayenne pepper and um, mm-hmm. some smoked salt, which is optional. Um, but, you know, I mean, if you're already going for the smoked flavor out of the beer, we might as well put some smoked salt yeah. in there too. Um yeah. And what it's looking like is that as far as preparation goes, uh, beep, 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 remove from the oven. Okay. I'm going to call him out on something real quick. Um, <laughs> so the instructions say preheat to 325, add the ham to a roasting rack in the pan, cover with foil, bake for 20 minutes. Uh, it tells you to combine all your in other ingredients, remove the foil, use a basting brush, uh, bake for 15 minutes, remove from the oven when the ham reaches approximately 120 degrees. 
It's already cooked. It's already cooked, but food safety will tell you that you need oh. to heat your food to at least 165 degrees before it's safe to serve. So, Mr. Uh, Mr. or Miss <laughs> Jackie Dodd, you might need to get that uh, checked out. Okay. So, make sure your food, okay. guys, when you're heating up food, it needs to be 165 degrees or hotter, but okay. you don't want to be cooking your food super hot because then it gets dry and all, you know, gross. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what they're trying to do is prevent you from over drying it out. And 120 degrees isn't really that warm. When, yeah, that's so, true. Um, yeah, 165, if you guys are heating up food, it'll tell you that right on the ham that you buy. Make sure you cook it to 165 degrees, even if it's already cooked. Okay. Um, but you could eat it cold. That's not a big deal. If you want some good fun, <laughs> go read about the... Wait no, a minute. No, go... What's the difference? What's the difference between eating this already cooked ham... At 120 or cold. I will. I'm going to teach you about something called the temperature danger zone, Denny. <laughs> now I know it's changed <laughs> since I've had to go through uh, temperature danger zone. Um, uh, you're looking well, it up. So okay. look, it's changed since I've gone through the serve safe sanitation, whatever you want to call the test. I used to proctor this test, um, and okay. when I used to proctor it, the temperature danger zone of it was 41 degrees to 145, I believe, which was where bacteria tends to grow the best in between those two temperatures. That's called the temperature danger zone. Um, now it's, it's supposed to be between 40 and 140 is the temperature danger zone. Um, but that's the range of temperatures that bacteria can reproduce quickly. So okay. 120 degrees, so I, that bacteria can grow really fast. Okay. It's like yeast, okay. uh, except yeast doesn't really go up to 120 or higher, but the bacteria, it can grow, grow rather quickly. Okay. So okay. I'm going to change that to 165 right in our notes. Yeah, change it. Yeah, we don't need to have bad yeah. info in there. Sorry, I didn't know I didn't know the food Look, safe it, rules. We all learn. <laughs> we really do. Um, okay. So, um, but yeah, uh, uh, go from that brush one final time with the glaze and sprinkle with the smoked salt. Oh, the smoked salt gets sprinkled on. Oh, that sounds really good. Yeah. I, I still might use this recipe for one of our hams. I would. Yeah. Because it still sounds good. Now I just need to know where to find uh, some commercial, commercial uh, Roush beers. Yeah, they well, so you'll have to go to a specialty shop and get the German one. It's always there. The Rausch beer. I can't remember the name. Spec. Spec. Oh, I know what you're talking about. There's one that's always there. And I've been tempted to get it because I hear it's pretty good. I just don't like smoked beer. So, well, it's. uh... You could always try. um, Right now, we should be getting Alaskan smoked porter. Oh, really? I mean, I think it's coming out. It should be coming out right about now. So you might look for that if you can get Alaskan. Let's see. What what screen am I sharing right now? Uh, oh, not I'm not sharing anything screen. right now. I, I was going to try to share the screen because I'm looking for these beers real quick. But I'm not going to mess with that right now. That's for another time. Uh, and I'm breaking things. This is where you would normally edit things out. Okay, so here we go. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely see one that, that pops up a lot. Um, Schlenkeria. Yeah, maybe that. It's something with an S. I know it's something with okay. an S is uh, the one that I see. Okay. All, the time. all right. So back to our outline. But yeah, that, that's, yeah. that's uh, where we're 
that's the end of the ham. And then we're going to move into your, uh, your portion of this, this meal. Yeah. Let me, okay. I'll do one. Yeah, I'll do, well, no, go ahead and do one more. All right. So the last part of this meal, you got to put some dessert in it. So we had the scotch ale, candied sweet potatoes, the Roush beer glazed ham with brown sugar, and now barrel aged stout chocolate cubes. Oh, it's yeah. It's kind of like fudge, like some fudge type things. All right. Well, I just went and bought four bottles of a specific uh, barrel-aged stout today that gets released. KBS? No. This one gets released on Black Friday every year. Bourbon County. Uh, The Bourbon County. And I got the um, Kentucky Fog, the one with the the tea in it. Oh, yeah. is one of the ones I got. So I'd be interested to try that one. Anyway, the barrel-aged chocolate cubes. you're going to be using some sweetened condensed milk, 20 ounces of dark chocolate chips by weight. Um, yeah, always some Jubilee. I miss Deschutes, <laughs> man. They make some good stuff. Um, you're only going to yeah. be using a third of a cup of a barrel aged oh, stout beer. You know what? Make a double, make so a double sad. recipe, and it's at least two thirds of a cup. <laughs> man uh some two-thirds of a cup that's nothing. i know we're, we're talking like what six ounces yeah i don't know it's crazy i i these these three really kind of frustrated me because they didn't use a lot of beer they're using very small amounts i'd rather see them use a little yeah. bit more well denny if you were going to make fudge and you were going to use Excuse me. A barrel aged stout. Well, what off the top of your head? What's something you'd grab right away? Barrel aged stouts. You were going to pick up right now. Mm. Barrel aged. I don't know. All right. Well, I'll, I'll, I've got two in my well, head you right tell now. Tell me what you got. Okay, you go. Ahead this and was tell also me. at the store where I went and picked up my Bourbon County. Bourbon County would be cool, but I feel like, eh, um, but Big Bad Baptist. Oh, because <laughs> I saw you drink that the other day. Um, yeah, I did have a Big Bad Baptist one, yeah. and uh, New Holland Dragon's Milk, which is out of Michigan. Okay, um, which okay. is always one that we can find. I can find that in my grocery store, which I don't know, mm. um, but I do like that one too. But as far as just yeah. some barrel aged stout, yeah, yeah, Big Bad Baptist. Of course, you're you're absolutely correct, and I can get that year round pretty much. Um, yeah. Okay, well, good. That, that's good. I and while we're while you mentioned it, I did have a Big Baptist uh, variant. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've spent the big bucks again to pick up another one of these twenty twenty ones. This is the double chocolate, double peanut oh, butter. Oh, jeez! And I had high expectations for it. Um, I think this is the one. Maybe Haley didn't finish. Mm-hmm. She didn't like very much i can't remember this is this this might be the one she and she's willing she wants to make sangria for christmas by the way yeah okay we'll do that if i can find brown sugar i will do that but um i had high hopes for it because double chocolate double Mm -hmm. peanut butter come on that's gotta be good and it it was it was lacking this is the first big bad baptist that i felt disappointed me so um it I think Haley said not enough peanut butter in it. It has a good nose of peanuts in it. It did have some flavor, but it wasn't like double peanuts, right? It didn't feel like it was a double peanut mm-hmm. flavor. 
so yeah, so we did have that one. Okay. Too. Kevin Page said we're uh, we're live stream hitting the big time. I told him we're big we're big yeah. ballers now. <laughs> yeah. that's right yeah we're famous mm-hmm. now we're famous facebookers yeah. all right well what what's on the she she kaylee did finish it it was the mint one she didn't finish no there was one other one she didn't finish too i thought okay whatever i'm okay. not gonna argue you're right she didn't like the mint one that doesn't okay let's go back <laughs> going back to rogue uh so Haley was able to find a rogue peppermint bark um, milk okay. stout, imperial milk stout, I think it was. And she brought it with her when she came, and we had it. And we had high expectations for this peppermint bark, which is going to have peppermint and chocolate uh, you know, in a stout. And again, the peppermint flavor was so imitation flavored like it tasted like you're drinking toothpaste mm. mint right peppermint toothpaste and it was really disturbing again i'm the only one that drank the whole damn thing i thought Haley did too i thought sarah didn't drink it she took one sip spit it out gave me the rest of her <laughs> she, I mean, that was a, that was the whole theme the whole the whole night was that sarah just didn't like any of the beers <laughs> um but again uh, it just, I drank the whole bottle because I wasn't going to waste it. And I do have this nice, I'll go get it real quick. I'll get the okay. bottle. So here I am just all by myself. See, and it's, uh, it's Santa's reserve uh-huh. and Santa reserve is not normally a uh, milk stout. I think I can. Um, so Haley said, I only had a small sample of the barley wine. I love peanut butter beers, so I finished that one, but it was the it was lacking some flavor. It was both both yeah. mints I didn't drink. So Yeah, okay. So it was the mint, yeah, the mint stuff she didn't really like. But um oh that's right. That was another mint one. Ah, what was the other mint one I had? Oh, there's another oh, there was a Duke. Oh, wait, it's on my new noteworthy. I okay. can't talk about it okay. right now. That one I really liked. That was a good that was that one used peppermint well, but Again, look at this bottle, though. This is a good collecting oh, yeah. bottle. I like so, that bottle. So at least we got a bottle out of it. Hold that but back the up beer, again. again. Put that back up there again? Oh. Yeah, I like that one. Santa Claus is taking an axe yeah. to, a, to a candy cane. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So disappointed in Rogue once again. Um, sorry. It's, it is what it is. It, it, it had potential. It just kind of went too artificial yeah, with it I, I feel that that's uh nah, we're gonna get we're gonna derail on that conversation with well, let's yeah, let's, yeah. let's continue yeah, on to our food we'll this stuff sounds delicious okay all right so now we're gonna go into some of the more complicated recipes but i'm gonna tell you that the homebrewchief.com website has a whole section on beer uh, recipes. I mean, there must be 200 recipes and or more, maybe. I don't even know. There might be more. Some of them are free. Some of them you, you subscribe to get access to. Is I don't know how he determines which ones are free, which ones aren't. All the ones that I mentioned here are are available on the site for free. But, uh, but man, he really goes into some detail and he, he uses beer. He uses like, you know, for example, uh, you know, he, he has an Allagash beer. He uses four 25-ounce bottles of beer Jeez. in the recipe. <laughs> I mean, come on. That's using some, using the beer. Now, I feel bad because 
the beer is used for a turkey brine. Oh, geez. And so you're not going to be able to use the beer after you brine it, right? So it's kind of wasted. So it's, you know, use it as you as you wish. But but this is uh, homebrewchief.com. Uh, uh, Sean Paxton is the chef. And he has a, a really good, I'll have links to the recipes. You can go find and then go look and search the rest of his recipes. He's a lot of good stuff in there. Um, I'm going to go ahead and try some of the recipes he spells out. He also likes to use organic, free-range meats and stuff. You know, he, he likes to use quality ingredients and quality beers. And all the beers he recommends for these different recipes are all like variant, you know, all kinds of really well-respected breweries uh, and beer. So he's not just like picking, you know, the same brewery. He's he's spreading it out amongst a lot of different breweries to make these dishes so go check it out i think you like it but because these are way more complicated what i've done is i've just kind of uh taken the recipe and uh just kind of spelled out the the gist of what he's what we're doing you know really quick mm-hmm. summary so these are really quick so i'll go ahead and do the first one here uh going back to uh we haven't talked about holiday breakfast Mm-mm. right no we we basically i mean we got to eat breakfast right i feel like we're going backwards yeah. this is nice yeah, so let's go and have some beer-influenced breakfast meal. This is chocolate oatmeal stout pancakes with barley malt maple syrup. Uh, these chocolate oatmeal stout pancakes with barley malt maple syrup are quick to prepare and oh so tasty to eat. This recipe plays with the oats and a beer style that he loves, an oatmeal stout. Instead of making oatmeal, this recipe uses a percentage of oat flour adding a unique silky texture and flavor to the final pancake. Layer the complexity of the oatmeal stout beer with extra chocolate creates a harmonious flavor-packed beer pancake recipe. (laughs) I need to get a drink Mm -hmm. after that. Mm. All right. The carbonation helps these beer pancakes to be light, fluffy, and tender. These can be used for breakfast, brunch, or even as a dessert. Try topping these breakfast treats with a not-so-sweet whipped yogurt and barley malt maple syrup. Sounds yeah, good to me. How I, about I you, definitely Chris? do it. I, I like when you I, can put um, carbonated beverages into things with, with flour, right? Because it, yeah. it automatically gives you that that bubbles. It makes the... It makes, it, it gives the leavening to it, like things like baking mm-hmm. soda and baking powder would do. But it does. Yeah. It makes it a little, uh, uh, it makes it nice and fluffy. Like they said, fluffy, light, tender. Uh, it definitely helps put a little lift in your pancake too. Yeah. Yeah. It gives that, I like, I like fluffy pancakes, mm-hmm. Joe. Mm-hmm. All right. How about this next one, Chris? Go ahead. Bacon, pork, and beer stuffing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and this great. one, I love it because if I skipped down, I've I've uh, went all the way down to the last line. Beer options: twenty-two to twenty-four ounce beer, such as Bach Double. Yes. yes. So we're using an appropriate <laughs> amount of beer in our in our yeah. uh, in in our recipe this time. Now, yeah. Um, yeah. so let's see. When Mother Nature gives you pumpkins, why not use them? This stuffing recipe uses a hollowed out pumpkin or an heirloom, heirloom pumpkin winter squash as a cooking dish that the stuffing is placed into and roasted as cooking stuffing in a Turkey has several is sorry. (laughs) Hang on. Let me, uh, take a drink, take a drink. I'm not going to edit this out either. 
I don't want you to. <laughs> As cooking stuffing in a turkey has several... It's not me. It, this is written funny. Um, several issues with food safety, the temperature of the stuffing coming up to a safe-to-eat temperature of at least... What? 165 he's, he's, degrees. He knows yeah. it. He knows yeah. it. Yeah. The turkey surrounding the stuffing is overcooked, dry, and a disappointment. Using the pumpkin as a cooking vessel versus a casserole dish exposes less surface area of the stuffing hmm. while cooking. So it steams with the pumping pump as the... <laughs> this. This right here is why we're doing a live stream. Wow. Wow. You uh, you got a one-track mind tonight. <laughs> I'm hungry now. We're talking about pancakes and my inner fat kids coming out. All right. So it steams with the pumpkin as it cooks, creating a moist texture similar to stuffing that comes out of a turkey, making an excellent side dish that is also an edible serving dish. I'm not going to eat the pumpkin. No, but, but uh, I'd also... It is cool, yeah, though, right? Um, so... This we didn't really get into as far as ingredients go, but the, we we do have the link that we that's going to go in there as well. Yeah, but I mean, it's a pretty extensive recipe. But my favorite part of it is that we're talking about like almost two quarts of beer in this in this recipe, and it's like we said earlier, the beer options: twenty-two to twenty-four ounces of beer, such as a Bach, a Doppelbach. Imperial Brown is where I where I've got it right there. Yeah. Uh, or a yeah, pumpkin yeah. ale. Hey, look, you can use a pumpkin ale and they'll actually have some good purpose. Yeah. Yeah. I could use one of these night owl beers I bought for, for Sarah. My lovely wife. <laughs> yeah, that's not she's not gonna yeah, drink. <laughs> that's okay. All right. Denny, we're gonna bring up Allagash. The okay. next one. This is the last one. This is the last one. I mentioned that there's a recipe that uses four. 25-ounce bottles of Allagash beer. So this is called the Allagash Triple and Tangerine Beer Brined Turkey. I'm I mean, I, I've, I, I don't typically brine my turkey because I'm lazy. <laughs> I don't want to have to prep yeah. it, you know, two days ahead of time. So worth it. So um, worth it. I know. I, I need to try it, but I don't – I have to go buy a container to do it. I mean, so you I, have a cooler. I, maybe next year I'll try You have a cooler, right? I have that's what I brine all my stuff in as a cooler. I don't want to turkey infest it. Then bleach it when you're done. (laughs) I've got answers. I've got answers all day. Maybe maybe next year I'll (laughs) go ahead and but then you have to again, this guy does a great job of explaining all the different vessels you could use to brine your turkey and how to keep Mm -hmm. it safe. Because if you do use a cooler like Chris is saying, you have to add ice to it, but you don't want to water down your brine. So they say put ice into Ziploc bags and put it in there to keep the turkey at the right temperature so it doesn't go bad. Again, this site is fantastic for giving you all kinds of information. I, I was really, really pleased with it. So maybe next year I will try to brine it, but I won't be using four bottles of Allagash Triple because I, I can't get that beer anyway, so I'm not going to waste it if I did have it. But I may, I, maybe I'll use a different beer, a different triple, right? Maybe I can use uh, um, uh, New Belgium's mm-hmm. Triple, put a six-pack yeah. in. There you go. You know, that might work. Okay. So the delicate flavors from Allagash Brewing's uh, version of a Belgian-style triple shines when combined with seasonal tangerine and anise-flavored fennel. These key flavor- flavors combined are to create a Belgian-style beer brine for poultry. 
the results become an Allagash triple and tangerine beer brine turkey. One of the reasons the beer brine turkey recipe is so delicious is the beer being used. The Belgian style triple is one of my favorite, one of his favorite styles, brewed with very few malts. The clean malt flavor shines with a light hint of honey, crisp and elegant. Nugget Halatau hops add just enough bitter balance to this 9% ABV beer. So he's using a 9% beer to brine his turkey. So that's, that's a little over the top, though, I think. Well, yeah, I mean, at least yeah. in my in my opinion. But hey, you know what? Hey, this is that's why he's a gourmet chef. A gourmet beer chef. <laughs> yeah. yeah, says, yeah. The, and I'm All pointing right. to myself, says the guy who <laughs> ordered his Thanksgiving dinner for the, for the, for the six of us. So you didn't make it? Oh my god! I thought you no. made dinner. I didn't know you ordered no, it. No, we've uh, we've oh, we've Chris. seriously. It's been to the point in the last three or four years uh, where we'll do we'll do occasional things like we made a couple of desserts, uh, but that was that was really about it. Mostly because we were leaving the very next day to go camping, so we didn't yeah, want a ton yeah, of food. That's true. You don't want to have a. That's um, true. But yeah, like the main stuff: the turkey, the mashed potatoes. We got them all from from Cracker Barrel. You guys have Cracker Barrels that were you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we yeah. have Cracker so, Barrels. Yeah. I mean, for I think it was a hundred bucks fed six of us. Then we all had it for dinner for uh, for uh, on Sunday when we came home yesterday. So okay. fed yeah, us fed us twice, hundred bucks. I mean, I went and picked it up the night before at about seven thirty. It was all finished, done in the oven at about a, in an hour, and we ate. Nice. Okay. Okay. Well. I- Understood, understood. But if I ever come for Thanksgiving dinner, you're gonna. Make I will glad. You know what? I'll I will <laughs> cure a ham. I will brine a turkey. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. All right. So uh, again, this nine uh, percent ABV beer, ABV beer, uh, gives off the aroma a touch of herbal undertones. The big hit of the flavor comes from the Belgian yeast strain. That when fermented brings out the esters and phenols to accentuate the malt and hop ratio brilliantly. These flavors help mask the beer the beer's alcohol content. These flavors infuse together and into the turkey or chicken or Cornish game hens to create a juicy, moist, and succulent bird that will make everyone want seconds and leftovers, if any are left. And he mentions at the end here that. You know, we're talking about turkey right now for the holidays, but you can do this in a smaller batch with chicken or Cornish game mm-hmm. hens, which I like the idea of the Cornish game hens because then I don't need to use as much beer and I can put those into a Ziploc bag, right? Put a couple of those in a Ziploc yeah. bag, a gallon bag, and then put the brine in there and just let it sit in the refrigerator for, you know, a day. So that might be an yep. option too. Yep. Yeah. So uh, this is our. Uh, our turkey. I I like or, this. I, I, I like this a lot. Oh, yeah, this is. Yeah. And that's it. That's it for the brew buzz. Anything? Any questions from our listeners? That uh, um, I I did we just talking? get a little bit of grief from my cousin Josh. The chef didn't cook. Who are you? And what have you done with Chris? <laughs> um, my buddy yeah. Bill said reduce the the Xmas pickle combined with cream cheese and chive to add to a smoked salmon on a bagel with pickled onion. Oh, right. yeah, that sounds good. Oh, yeah, that um, man is. Wait, is your is he Bill? A chef yeah, I too? went to I went to culinary school with Bill, 
Oh, um, and I believe he okay, used to live nice. in New Jersey. Now he lives uh, maybe even an hour, hour and a half from me now in Florida. Um, but yeah, nice. I do like that idea. And then my cousin Josh also asked any chocolate or peanut butter alcohol that you guys would recommend. I recommended screwball whiskey, which is peanut butter whiskey, which that's pretty delicious stuff just on ice. Yeah. Uh, can make some, it can make some fun drinks. Let's just say that. Yeah. I, I, um, I only, my distilled spirits only come in two flavors. And that's tequila and gin. <laughs> gin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Those are my two yeah. favorites. I mean, I can drink other stuff, but I prefer those two if I'm yeah. going to drink this. Yeah. If, I, if I'm going to go after anything, uh, the only reason I had that whiskey was just because of um, uh, my brother. My brother had it when we went to visit him back in March when he was in. Uh, uh, he, he rented a house a couple hours south of us. So we went and ha- hung out with him for a couple of days and then. Uh, I'm with you, Denny. Uh, I'm I'm all about tequila uh, as far mm-hmm. as uh, a drink goes. Uh, it's, and I'm normally just making you know pretty simple margaritas with it and keeping a picture of them in the in the fridge and then having that if uh, if it doesn't feel like a beer kind of day, which which is yeah. weird. Yeah. But it's um, yeah, tequila. Tequila is probably the the biggest one that I go through. Yeah. That- yeah, it's it's my favorite. But uh, during summertime, having a, a nice gin and tonic, and when I say gin and tonic, I mean heavy on a gin, low on tonic, uh, is very refreshing <laughs> and makes you mm-hmm. feel good mm-hmm. during that hot summer. So if I was in Tampa, I'd be drinking. I, I'd probably stop my beer drinking and just drink gin and tonics yeah. all the time in the heat. Either that or mojitos. Or, yeah, I'm not a big no. mojito fan. Sarah yeah. likes mojitos, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's it for the brew buzz. But uh, last last topic on our list, uh, and, and, we, and of course, we'll ask for questions if anything comes up in the end, but is our new and noteworthy beers. And Chris, I just got done talking, so why don't you go ahead and hit us with your new All and right. So beers. one of my new and noteworthy beers uh, was one that I started off with tonight. I'm going to go out of order on my list here. But one of my new and noteworthy beers is this Gadget Milkshake that I'm drinking here um, from Forefathers Brewing. And if uh, anyone heard our episode, I think it was our last episode, we talked about Forefathers Brewing, how mm-hmm. they sent us beers uh, to replace a bad single beer that I received. Um, so this was one of those beers that they sent me and man, these, these beers have certainly made up for it. But uh, the Gadget <laughs> Milkshake from Forefathers Brewing is a double IPA with uh, mangoes, lactose, and vanilla bean. I uh, rated this beer 4.25 caps on untapped. And man, if I could get this beer a lot, I, I would drink this beer a lot. It's a little on the sweeter side, but the mango really stands out. And then it, the vanilla is just, the vanilla isn't over the top, which I really do enjoy. I like that vanilla flavor. It's a little sweet, but um, I like this beer a lot. So 4.25 caps for that one. Second nice. one on the list is from Freem Family Brewers out your way, mm. Denny. Uh, they're in, they're, I love they're in Oregon. Is that right? Yeah, Hood, Hood River. River. Man, yeah. I love the fact that I can get a hold of their stuff occasionally because, man, dude, I'm with you. Everything that I've had from them has just been spot mm-hmm. on. And I got their Oktoberfest uh, from the folks over at Tavor. Um, I got a bottle of their Oktoberfest that I gave four caps to. And it was absolutely perfect to go along with Thanksgiving dinner. 
just perfect. Um, it was, like I said, just perfect. That's all I'm going to get into with it there. No, it's, no, it's Oktoberfest is a good beer to go with Thanksgiving yeah. dinner because it's, it's got, it kind of like bridges the gaps between all the different things mm-hmm. you're eating. Yeah. And like we talked about on, um, on our episode, was it our episode or was it, uh, the beer mm-hmm. cast? No, it was our last last episode where we talked. Well, I don't know. We talked about Thanksgiving on both well, shows, if, so it's hard to hard to. If you know. want to find out what we talked about, go listen to our last episode, or go listen to our most recent episode <laughs> of the Fermented Reality Beer Cast. As yeah. Dan would like to say, I want to give a big shout out to the Fermented Reality Beer Cast. <laughs> um, but my third beer, um, this was basically a fruit smoothie that was masquerading as beer, um, and it was called Brains. Uh, from Drecker Brewing Company. It was their blackberry, passion fruit, and pineapple. There was so much fruit puree in this thing, Denny. I mean, the the top half of the cup or the top half of the can, when you poured it out, it was the viscosity of beer. And then as you got to the bottom (laughs) of the can, it was thick. It was, uh, Mm. well, fruit puree. And um, I mean, it was really good. It really was. And I kind of joked with uh i was joking around with megan i was like um yeah the the uh this is this is basically a breakfast drink that i, I could drink this at breakfast <laughs> and then oh yeah i had a beer at breakfast too so um but drecker brewing company out of i believe fargo fargo north dakota yeah they're in they north, are dakota. north dakota I'm sure and I, it's, I, yeah i'm not sure if it's fargo or another um, town uh, one a friend of mine who lives here locally she's from that town in fargo or in, in north dakota um but man drecker guys if you can get a hold of drecker stuff they make some pretty fantastic beers i gave this beer a four and a half cap rating um nice. and as far as beers go why i didn't give it a five cap rating it was fruit juice it, it really was. I, I'm Denny. I think you might agree with me for this, or at least the majority of this. I want beer flavored beer. <laughs> right? Yeah, me too. I, yeah, I, I, I love when I you agree. can put blackberry or pineapple or passion fruit in a beer, which is what was in this one. But it was basically, it, it really was. It was just fruit. It was a fruit bomb. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I joke, I joke a little, but you could have probably passed this off as a smoothie for breakfast and, had it in the morning well like this one this one's yeah this one's no different but this is at least a <laughs> this is at least a sour ale and it's not like you know super thick at the bottom but uh, it's yeah. still good raspberries vanilla um but what about you denny let's let's hear about some of your new and noteworthy beers yeah i have a few and i it's it's funny because one of the ones i just looked down there and i was given crap to Big Bad Baptist, double chocolate, double peanut butter, but it's, it's one of my noteworthy <laughs> So I don't know what I'm talking about, but uh, I'm going to start off with Western Collective. Remember, I think on a show a few episodes ago, we mentioned that we, we read an article, I think we read an article or talked about how Western Collective has gone out and, and hired new brewers oh, yeah. to, uh, to, to, to make their beer world class mm-hmm. we talked about what is world-class beer um i finally was able to go out and grab six western new western collective beers to try mm-hmm. i wanted to see if they have truly 
stepped their, up their game and, and became closer to what they want to be world-class. And so I'm going to talk about a few of them, or a couple of them tonight. Um, I think I've had all of them, but, but one, I think I have a, a expensive Baltic Porter that I'm going to drink here shortly. Uh, I'm a sucker for Baltic Porter. So I had to go ahead and spend the buck, the big bucks for this 16 ounce can, because I love Baltic Porter and, yeah. and uh, why not, why not go and see if, what they can do with that style. But the first one I'm going to talk about from Western Collective is their Mountain Pacific uh, Imperial Stout. This is a mocha uh, Imperial Stout. Uh, I gave this beer a five cap rating. So I think, you know, with this beer, by far the my most favorite Western Collective beer to date uh, is this beer. Uh, this is, uh, again, it's a, and, and sorry, Haley, uh, you left before we opened this beer, but mom liked this beer. So, <laughs> so you missed out. Uh, I'll have to go try to find more of this when you come back, because I think you'll enjoy this too. But uh, here's what I wrote on a tap. I said, very nice. The coffee edition is perfect. Blending well with the dark chocolate and roasted malt flavors. Upon initial mouthfeel, you feel like it will be sweet, but it's an illusion because the beer is well balanced between all the characteristics and is great. And I also wrote in a comment here, my favorite Western Collective beer to date. Looking forward to more beers like this in the future. Uh, the IPAs are good, but perfecting other styles is the best. And I agree. They can go ahead and try to focus on their hazy IPA series and their other hazy imperial beers or whatever. That's great. IPA sells. They have to have good IPAs. But in my opinion, if you can nail these other styles that, you know, that that's where the real benefit for me is. I'm going to go buy your other beers, not necessarily your hazy ones, because I can get a hazy beer, you know, all over the place. And, and they're pretty much all taste the same for the most part. So five cap rating is no, I mean, this is a great beer. Um, yeah. So I liked it. I know Tom Byrne checked into it uh, like a week before I did. And he thought that maybe the, there's some things lacking in there. I, I didn't get the same feeling that he got. I think, I don't know if there's different, you know, and I swear when beer is packaged, it, there can be a difference between beers packaged at one part of the line and beers packaged on another part of the line. Because um, for example, I I'm drinking that crux fermentation beer, the, the Sabo mm -hmm. Sabro uh, fresh hop IPA. And I, I, the first four pack I got, I've absolutely loved. It was fantastic. The second four pack I've got, it's still good, but it's not as good as that first four pack. Something now it's another, you know, it's a week or two older, but still, when I finished that last beer, that first four pack was just a, a day before I finished, you know, I started drinking this other four pack. So I think that beers can have a different profile depending on where, you know, when they're getting packaged and you can get different flavors so maybe tom's beer he got was at a spot where it didn't really showcase the flavors and the one i got i for whatever reason is showing a lot more flavor and and i really enjoyed it so i don't know that's just my take on it whether it's true or not i don't know uh the next beer i already mentioned the big bad baptist double chocolate double peanut butter cup or peanut butter imperial stout. I get a four and a half cap rating. So it wasn't a five. <laughs> it was a four and a half. <laughs> Still a good beer. 
So I'll leave it. I'll leave that one alone. Um, the next one is the Western Collective Peekaboo Peek Peekaboo Juice New England IPA. Now this is the beer that they originally released last year or whatever, and I had it and I did not hmm. like it. It it was touted as a hazy IPA. I could see through the beer. Not a hazy IPA. Um, the flavors weren't of a traditional New England style IPA. Uh, so I, you know, I I ranked it, uh, you know, lower than, you know, than, you know, I, I ranked I ranked it lower. But uh, I, they redid the recipe. Now this is where I I have a problem. If a brewery is going to go and revisit a a beer and re redo the recipe drastically to make it a totally different beer i think the beer should be a different name they shouldn't name the same beer because people have already got if they already had the other beer and they didn't like it like me if i didn't know that they redid this beer i wouldn't go out and buy it right i'm not going to go back to a beer and, and pay that high price knowing that i didn't like it so i think it's a it's wrong for the for them to go and and you know, not just name this beer a new beer instead of using the same name. But because I'm in a no, I knew it was a new, you know, formula of, of recipe. I went ahead and got it. And they really did a really well, a really good job here. Um, I gave this beer a four and a quarter rating. Here's what I said on Untapped. Uh, the new version is a huge improvement over the initial version. The nose smells wonderful with a candied citrus aroma that falls into the initial flavor that quickly transitions to a nice piney bitterness and a drier finish. Very smooth and enjoyable IPA. Yeah, I like this beer. I'll drink this beer more the way it is now than it was nice. previously because it was a it was not a good beer. So they they really stepped up the beer. I just I question why they use the same name for a beer that sucked before. <laughs> now maybe maybe people liked the other beer, but I just didn't like the other beer. But that's just yeah. me. Okay. Um, now to go to the next one is the Duclaw Blue, Duclaw Brewing. It's called the Paste the Pastryarchy Candy Cane Imperial Stout, the twenty twenty version. And I'm trying to find this one on here. Okay, so I gave this one a four cap rating, and this is I said a nice roasty malt up front with a with some mint and chocolate midway through. It finishes dry and bitter like a 95% dark chocolate bar. There is a hint of lactose in there, but luckily somewhat hidden. And I had that on Black Friday. Ooh. So I don't know why they put lactose in this beer. Um, it doesn't need lactose. In fact, I prefer beers without lactose because I think that artificial sweetener... Um, I was watching the... The beer yep. garden day um, drinking at the beer you garden. Guys yep. did day drink at the beer garden, <clears throat> and Joel's the way Joel explained why he doesn't like lactose in beers is the same exact thing to me, and he nailed it exactly with that whole saccharin mm -hmm. flavor. Right? I remember saccharin sodas back when I was a kid, and you drink that thing, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, this aftertaste is so horrible," and you, it just sticks with you. That's the same thing I get with yeah. lactose. I just don't like that lactose artificial sweetener type flavor. Now, lactose is not an artificial sweetener, but it gives you that off flavor in mine and Joel's opinion 
that turns you off to the beer. Um, and when and this beer didn't have a high amount of it, but you could tell that there was lactose mm-hmm. in it um, just by that flavor profile that you would get a hint of at the end of the beer. So, but I still gave it a four cap rating. There you All go. Right. There's my beers. All right. Well, everybody got your beers in. I got. Uh, let's see. One. One more question, and then okay. we'll. Uh, we'll. I think we'll wrap go ahead and wrap it up. So, which is your favorite Chimay? Blue, same. the Grand yeah, Reserve. Same. <laughs> There's, I mean, it's my only favorite. It's the one I prefer. Yeah. So I, I do. I like the blue, but I like the red too. But blue. Who asked um, that question? Uh, Bill. Bill asked that question again. Okay. Or, All right. What's Bill's favorite? I, I want to find out what Bill's yeah, favorite is. And Bill, if you're still on here, <laughs> his, 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 he his gave question up on was us. eight minutes ago. So I mean, I figure he he's on there. Um, blue. I'm with you, Denny. It's probably my favorite. Uh, I'll second it with red. Uh, right behind it but mm-hmm. yeah that's that's the ones i like <clears throat> okay is that, that it, is then? gonna be it let's see if that uh that answer pops up here in just a little bit but uh i think okay. it's time to cl- well we'll go on to our uh our time to go ahead and raise a glass of course my glass my third glass is empty yeah mine's almost there but he I'll, said I'll raise my glass of yeah. blue okay so it's, it's unanimous yeah. everyone likes blue's blue's awesome. the best i think um but yeah, it's time to raise a glass and give a, a toast to some people we'd like to give a toast to. So, Chris, why don't you go ahead and raise yeah, your I'd glass. love to raise a glass to everybody who participated in this uh, this initial <laughs> Facebook Live using Zoom to kind of stream this whole get together uh, on this episode. So, cheers to everybody: uh, Josh, Bill, uh, Haley. Uh, who else was on here? Um, Mark, Mark Church was Mark on Church? here. Kevin Page was on here. Guys, if I miss anybody, I'm sorry. Tara, Tara, Tara was Tara on here. got in minute. here. Jeff Seiler. Um, Jeff Seiler, yeah. Eric, Eric Gronley. Um, who, who says Eric Glover? <laughs> I'm just, I, yeah. Eric yeah. Glover, yeah. Mike, Mike Mahoney. Mahoney. Yeah. Um, guys. See, I'm just, remember, just popping off. My short term memory is it's like on fire, on fire today, tonight. Right. So, guys, <laughs> thank you for uh, checking in with us. Um, and yes, Josh, it was a lot of fun to be able to do that, kind of interact with you guys. Uh, to me, I think this went rather well, and I'd like to do this again. Um, All right. So uh, I want to raise a glass to all of you guys. Cheers to everyone who got on here, asked us questions, uh, interacted with us while we were recording. Uh, Remember, this will be uh, released on on Thursday. So what's that? The third? Uh, Yeah, December 3rd. Yeah. What about you, Denny? Who would you like to raise a glass to? Well, first off, I want to raise a glass to William Schlimmer, our Patreon toast of the night. Thank you, William, for joining in on the Patreon and being a virtual producer. We really appreciate it. Uh, So cheers to you. And then my second toast is going out to to you and Joel on your day drinking and Megan for your day drinking at the beer garden. I'll tell you what, I know that that uh, that you had to fix a couple things that Joel didn't uh, you know that didn't like, but I'll tell you what I really enjoyed watching uh, that day drinking. You guys are naturals, um, just the flow, the drinking the beers, the interact. You know, this I don't know. You guys are natural at doing this video stuff. I'm not so natural. I feel totally uncomfortable in front yeah. of the camera, but 
uh, you guys pulled off really well. And I really enjoyed just learning a little bit more about, you know, Joel's background with this, with the whole lactose mm -hmm. thing that he doesn't like and, and, uh, and drinking those beers from four fathers that I was, I was nervous with the yeah. first beer yeah, because things didn't look like it. Like all of a sudden he started mentioning Band-Aid yeah, and I'm like, uh oh, yeah. rubber balloon. I'm like, uh oh, this is not good. And then the next beers you guys had from them were like out of the mm -hmm. world. And it just made me feel excited. Yeah. And to find out that they really enjoyed the video yeah. too made me happy. So I'm really, I just want to raise my glass to you guys for doing a great job with that. And, um, and on that note, you know, we're, we're starting to do video on tap mm -hmm. to craft we're doing video with the fermented reality beer cast um i want to raise a glass to to us for that thing um you know if you've tried the first episode and and we're not sure what we're doing then you try the second episode and like still mm -hmm. not sure don't give up on us because i feel the third episode we're finally starting to gel yeah. as five hosts together yeah. the conversation is really, I, I really enjoyed the conversation. If you watch the video that they have online, I, I watched, I, I edited the show, enjoyed the, I enjoyed the show recording, I enjoyed editing it, and then I watched the video mm -hmm. of it, and I still enjoyed that even more because if you're watching what we're doing right now, you can see stuff going on with our mm -hmm. reactions, our faces, and that you can't, you can't necessarily tell what's going on while listening. And it just made me laugh out loud at several of the things that, that went on during that show. So, hey, go out there and check out the Fermented Reality Beer Cast, episode three. Uh, check out the video on YouTube. That's a partial. That has most, like, three quarters of the, uh, the show. Um, the audio version has an additional 30 minutes that we record in a different platform yep. that chris couldn't record for the video um so that will fill in some gaps that you don't see on the video um but hey it's it's going somewhere um we're, we're finding our our feet and we're gonna make something uh you know nice about with that show as well so don't give yep. up on us yep. all right and of course being a former serviceman i want to raise my glass and thank all those who have served and who are currently serving in U.S. military services, protecting our freedoms. I hope you all who are deployed are able to return home safely to your families very soon. And Chris, why don't you go ahead and give a uh, shout out to our sponsors. Love to. At the forefront of the craft beer movement, Brewer Shirts was one of the first to create apparel that celebrates the art of brewing and the love of fine beer. Never too trendy, always comfortable, and offering affordable quality. They screen print their gear by hand in their studio using eco-friendly inks, materials, and processes. Visit their online store at brewershirts.com and use the coupon code TAPTHECRAFT2020 to receive 15% off full-priced items. And you can find the beers and the links to the articles mentioned in the show on our show notes located on the show post at tapthecraft.com. And if you'd like to follow us on social media, I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and tapped at Loose Grew. And Chris, how can others follow you? So you can find me never on Twitter, <laughs> Chris underscore McKenzie 82, or untapped on Instagram at MCK1345. And of course, you can always interact with us through our social handles at Tap the Craft on Facebook, uh, Instagram, and YouTube, and Twitter, and <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> yeah, we, we're everywhere. Every, everywhere you go, we are Tap the Craft. All right. 
uh, one more thing I forgot to mention. Um, you know, I've had a listener request for us to maybe open up a Discord server. Okay. And I put a poll on Twitter about that's about why I didn't just see that. it. <laughs> well, yeah, I know you didn't see it. Um, and one of the things is is that uh, you know Matt Knight who who asked us, hey, would you guys consider having a Discord server where we could have more uh, detailed conversations that aren't limited to you know Twitter or you know stuff that we can mm-hmm. interact more with the community in a in a in a form like that. And I said, well, I don't know. And he said he wanted to know specifically if we had one, would Chris participate? Because he doesn't participate in Twitter. Right. And a lot of people aren't really in the Facebook as much as they were at one time. So I put a poll out there. And what I found out is that most people don't know what a Discord cur- uh, server is. Mm-hmm. And basically a Discord a Discord server was, I think originally they were, they were made for uh, allowing like-minded individuals to join in uh, to do some online gaming and find teams to to team up on multiplayer. I, I think that's what it was for, but it turned yeah. it's turned into a lot more than that. Now it's a place where you can have your own community that can participate in different channels of mm-hmm. conversation that surround different topics, and you can just go and just add, you know, stuff, you know, you know, just have a conversation and add to it, and anyone can join in that that is allowed into the server. Cool. You pretty um, much nailed that one, Denny. I mean, oh, just okay. kind of doing some slight research on it through businessinsider.com. Discord is a group chatting platform originally built for gamers, but yeah. which has become a general use platform for all sorts of communities. It's divided into servers, each of which has its own members, topics, rules, and channels. Yeah. So I'm thinking about starting a Discord server. Now, the problem is, is I don't participate in Discord because... Um, I don't have time to participate in all social media as it is. And I'm afraid that if I were to start it and then not be active in it, that might turn off our listeners. So I want to encourage anyone listening to this show right now, um, give me your feedback. Would you use a Discord server if we use it? Even if Chris and I aren't necessarily in there all the time. Yeah. You know, if we just visit every so often and and added our content, you know, added some... uh, uh, information in there is that okay um, if it's not okay then i'm not going to do it because i don't want our listeners to feel like we're not involved in something that you guys want to do but yeah. it is a way to connect our community in another social media platform so give us feedback and if uh, if i get enough feedback that says yes let's do it i'll go ahead and start a discord server all right okay all right. Well, hey, all right. It's last call. It's time to bring the show to a close. <laughs> Under two hours, by the way. I know. I'm so proud. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we did good with all those yeah. questions. Yeah. Uh, we want to thank you for downloading and listening. We ask you to please tell a friend. And of course, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, CastBox, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and now on Amazon Podcasts or however you listen to your podcast. And as a reminder, we release a new show every two weeks. Now go out there and spread the good word of craft beer. Cheers. Cheers.